0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, Brad Marshawn comes back from his suspension, and Jake DeBrusque asks for a trade. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, I've watched the video over and over the past week, and I gotta tell you, it's... I don't think that was really a slew foot. Now... I know what you're thinking. I know what everybody's thinking. But you're a Bruins fan. Of course you're not going to think it was a slew foot. Listen. If it happened to any other player in the league. That wasn't a slew foot. Okay. It wasn't even close to being one. It it was just two players. Making contact. Going for the puck. And apparently. And you know. From the video. It apparently looks like. You know. It could have been a slew foot. But still. George Perros. Thought it was one, so it is what it is, you know? But, you know, it was, to me, it was just two players going to the puck, and it, was, it wasn't it was even close to being one. All right? But, what has P.K. Subban been doing the past five or six times since the start of the season? I mean, those were legit slew foots, and he gets nothing. Not even a hearing, but Marshawn gets three games because of his reputation. I know he I mean I know he has, has had the reputation in the past, all right? The past is the past. But the past four, maybe five years, he's been clean. So, you know, why why even why even go through it? First of all, you're just making you're making Marshawn look freaking bad. Just by giving just by giving him a suspension, it gave it gave all the Marshawn haters, you know, ammo. Just by giving, I mean, I got to tell you, if there hadn't been a suspension, nobody would have said anything. Nobody would have, nobody would have batted an eye to that. Everybody would have just said, like I've been, like I've said, it was just a hit, two guys going for the puck. You know, it looks like one, but still, you know, who knows? Who knows what George Peros is, you know, going, you know, what, what he was thinking. You know, did George Peros have something, does he have something, you know, against Marshawn? I don't know. Maybe that's the case. But P.K. Subban deserves something out of this. All right. He's done it. Like I said, done it five or six times. Why hasn't he been suspended? You know, at least a game or two games. I mean, by now he should be up to at least a 10 game suspension. And yet Peros doesn't do anything. But yet, Marshawn does it, and he gets three freaking games. I mean, come on. Be a fair person. Be fair. You know, oh, because it's the Bruins? Or because it's Brad Marshawn? Come on, guy. You know, Subban's been getting away with it, and you've done absolutely nothing. Nothing. The next time Subban does it, I want to see I want to see at least five to ten games. Because this is BS. You know he goes out. You know Marshawn could go out and breathe on somebody, and he'll get he'll get ten games, and then of course social media, all the hate, all the Marshawn haters are gonna be coming out. You know he, you know he, you know, you know, even even the Panarin thing, even the thing with Panarin. You know he he calls out Panarin and Panarin, you know, throws his glove at him. And social media is going absolutely crazy asking for, you know, Marshawn to be suspended for chirping at him. And I hate to tell you this, but, you know, there's been, like, talk like that throughout the league. All Marshawn went and said was, you know, said that nobody in Russia likes you. Now, that's not a bad thing. He didn't say any type of a racial slur against, you know, or, you know, something, you know, vulgar against Panarin. All he said was that... You know nobody in Russia liked him, all right. But yet people are people are going out on social media saying that Brad Marchand should be suspended for that. You know a lot of other people are saying that you know because of what he said, you know he got suspended because of what he said, and that just gave George Peros more ammo. Maybe that's the case. Maybe maybe there maybe in Parros's eyes. He took a look at the video, took a look at the slew foot and said, okay, you know, that's not a slew foot, but you know what? I'm going to give him three games anyways, because of what he said to Panarin. That could be, that could be the case too. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of morons out there, you know, especially the Marshawn haters who can't stand him. And I'm like, yeah, he has a, he had a past. He licked guys. All right. He did a couple of slew foots, you know, a couple of slew foots but still you know there was there was nothing wrong i and it's not because i'm a bruins fan it was two guys going for the puck there was body contact and it, it looked like a slew foot but who you know that's that's the line you know where do you draw the line on that you know it, was it was it intent that's what the league that's what the league should look at is intent all right. If two guys are going to the going for the puck, and if a guy gets you know, and if a guy gets like, you know, hit like that, are you gonna you know why? I don't know. I don't know you know it's 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 stupidity out there between a guy who probably shouldn't even be head of player safety. I mean, the guy was a goon. All right. You would think you know, you know he's not gonna hand out you know. He's not going to hand out long-term suspensions to his, you know, f- you know, to other goons out there. He's not. Tom Wilson didn't get didn't get jack shit when he was when l- last year. Think about that one. You know, somebody like that should not be in charge of player safety. It should be you know, we we need like somebody like a Gretzky or a Messier. Somebody somebody who actually has class. You know, who actually, you know. But then again, think about this one. You may not <laughs> they may decide to suspend Marchand, you know, 15 games for just put it, for just lacing on the skates or just doing a clean for a clean check. Okay? Cuz that's all that was. All right? That was just a check going in going for two two guys going for the pocket. That was it. I mean, you can argue with me all you want. And it's not because I'm a Bruins fan. I mean, if it were any other player, I mean, if, you know, let's just say McDavid did it. Or, you know, if McDavid did did a play like that, would he have gotten suspended at least one game? No. It's because it was Brad Marchand. A guy who has been clean for, for the past couple of years. All right? And I got to tell you, I'm sick of the haters out there. I am totally sick of the haters. Always, always saying that he's a dirty player. Not for the past few years, guys. Not for the past few years. I don't want to freaking hear it. And the thing is, the more you guys say it, the more you guys look like idiots. Because there are worse players out there in the league. Hell, there are worse players like that, you know, playing over in Europe and the KHL, too. But. Marshawn has been one of the best, best left wingers in the league and you can ask any expert about that. But because he's Brad Marshawn, he gets freaking suspended for 3 games. On a play that possibly could or could not have been a slew foot, but then again, you know, the league is turn the league the league only the league is going only targets certain players. That's the way I look at it. They only target certain players and you know, Super need they they really need to discipline him, because if he does it one more freaking time, and nothing happens, this league is a damn joke. It is a joke. Okay, it's a joke. So, you know we'll see what happens. You know what we'll see what happens come you know February when the Olympics roll around. Marshawn and Bergeron are playing on the line with Sidney Crosby. And basically they're they're basically the top line in the Olympics. They're the best line out of all the out of all the teams, they have the best line. They're putting up the points and everything. I wanna see what the haters, especially the Canadian haters, are gonna say when Marshawn wins a gold medal. Are they gonna be hating? No. It's gonna be south of the it's gonna be south of the border. It's gonna be down here, you know, in places like Philly, New York, you know. Probably Chicago, you know, especially, you know, especially New York, because we all know how much, how much they whine about their teams, how much they whine and bitch about other oppositions. And we know, we know how much, you know, a lot of those people down there, especially in Philly, especially in New York, how much they hate Brad Marshawn. But still, you know, it ticks me off to the point where he's become he's always a target. He's always a target, and it ticks me off that there are other players out there that are worse, and have no and don't have any skill whatsoever. You know, Marshawn could put in have a thirty goal season and be up for you know numerous awards at the end of the year, but he's still going to be known to having a dirty reputation, which what really kills me. And the thing is that. A lot of these teams, if Marshawn were to say, go to the Islanders or the Devils or the Rangers or Philly or even, you know, Chicago, they would be kissing his ass. They would be kissing his butt right now. You know, hey, we got Brad Marshawn on our team. We're going to, you know, he could be that player that puts that team over the top. But because he plays in Boston, he's a piece of garbage. But if he's playing for your team, oh, he's great. He's a great player. But, you know, I I just got to say this to all the haters out there. Why why are you whining? I mean, you whine so much about it. You know, if you're going to keep whining, it makes you look bad. It makes you look like a complete moron. You know? So stop whining about it. Stop going on Facebook. Stop going on Twitter saying, well, Brad Marchand's a dirty player. Uh." You know what? Get a life. All right, quit complaining. Because if he was on your team, you would be loving it. Because the guy's putting in thirty goals a season. All right, right now he's probably he's probably one of the reasons why the Bruins are actually w- winning some games. You know, because if if you take a look back at three of these, at two out of these three games they lost. Maybe if the Bruins had him in the lineup, they would have won those games. And there's quite a few of you out there that are saying a lot of you a lot of the Bruins fans are out there saying, hey, maybe maybe Hall should be on the number one line. You really want to screw up team chem, you know, that first line chemistry? Because I don't think, I don't think Brad Marchand would make, wouldn't have the type of career he's had with another center. Because, you know, Marchand and Bergeron have been together for a long time. And those guys, you know, those guys click. Moving, moving, lines around, especially... You think Hall would have a better chance at like a 30 or 40-goal season with Bergeron as a center? Yes, he would. But you wouldn't get... I don't think you would get the output from Marshawn. Marshawn, probably without Bergeron, Marshawn would be maybe lucky if he was a 20-goal scorer. But still, you know, every all the Bruins fans are like... Maybe Hall should be on that number one line. No, you don't touch that number one line. The only time you 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 juggle lines is due to injury or when it's late in the game and you're trying to get a spark. That's about it. You are not, don't even touch that first line. As far as the second line goes for the Bruins, I mean, I was on Charlie Coyle's case, but he's done pretty well. He's done pretty well. I mean, he's no David Krejci, but still, he's done pretty good. You know, those of you who think that Krejci, you know, you know, that Krejci's going to come back and, you know, be the savior for the Bruins. I hate to tell you this, but he's not coming back. He's probably not coming back this season. He's not coming back next season. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe at some point he may decide, I'm not coming back to Boston. I may go sign in, you know, he does, he does own a house down in South Carolina. Maybe he signs with the Hurricanes. Maybe he goes and signs with, you know, with um Nashville or, you know, Flor one of the Florida teams. You know, cause he's not coming back. Once once he once he made the decision to go back over and play in the Czech Republic, that was done. He was done. He was done with Boston. I mean, does he come back at some point? Maybe. But I really don't think so. Now, I have a feeling now. Jeremy Swayman has played great. To be honest, he's got to be the number one guy right now. He's the number one goaltender until Tuca comes back. And then possibly then you're going to have to make a decision and you're going to wind up having to send him down because he doesn't have to clear waivers. So basically, you know, you're, Sweeney's in a, in a tough position. You have a goalie that's playing really great right now in Jeremy Swayman, and you have Allmark. Now, Olmark has had his had his ups and downs so far in the beginning of the season, but still, you know, you have to you have to wonder, you know, what what the decision the decision has to be made because right now Tuca is ahead of it looks like Tuca's ahead of schedule. He's been training at at Warrior Ice Arena, so it looks like he's he's ready to make probably an early Christmas present for the Bruins, and he comes back in a, you know just before the, just before Christmas or maybe just a little after christmas he comes back but he's going to be back you know he, there's still a matter of signing a contract and the bruins are hoping to get some type of a deal done because i'll tell you right now they really need they really need tuka rask i mean if you look at if you look at saturday's game against tampa i have a feeling that tuka would have saved that overtime goal i have a feeling it, he would have he would have actually He would have saved it. He would have made a save or, you know, would have, you know, deflected or something, you know, deflected off his pad or something. But a veteran goaltender would have made that play. He would have played it, played the angle and would have made and would have made the save. You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe because it was Stamkos, maybe Swamin got a little bit, you know, oh my God, it's Steven Stamkos and, you know, but who knows? But right now, Swayman is, to be honest, Swayman is your number one guy for for a couple more weeks, and then, you know, they get a deal done with Tuca. He goes down, and you know, Olmark, and then it's Olmark and Rask. And to be honest, I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't like Tuca, but the thing is, they this team, and you know, this team is going to need him down the stretch. I don't see this team making making the playoffs with an Olmark Swayman, you know, tandem. I really don't because there's going to be off nights for Jeremy Swayman. Even though he's been the hot hand right now and I would expect him to, you know, play a couple of games on this West Coast west coast swing or on this Western Canadian swing. So I would expect him to play, you know, most of the games. So, you know, that's going to be a tough decision for uh, Don Sweeney and, and Neely and trying to figure out, what they want to do as far as the goaltending situation, because right now you have a hot hand. You have, you know, Swayman's been pretty hot, but who knows? He might get cold closer to when Rask is ready to, re- you know, officially ready to return. So who knows? But right now, Jeremy Swayman would be the guy that goes down. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't have a problem with Swayman going down, getting a lot more games down at the AHL level. I really don't. Omar, you know, you signed him to a, a long-term deal and, you know, you know, he's got to, you know, he, you have no choice but to keep him, you know, keep him as Tuka's backup once Tuka comes back or if Tuka comes back because he still hasn't signed a contract yet. So hopefully, hopefully they'll get that done in a couple of weeks. But Tuka's been at Warrior Ice Arena training with uh, coach, uh, goalie, goalie coach Bob He's also been uh skating with another with another coach or a, a power skating coach or something to get him rehabbed and he it looks like he's all set. Now, one of the things I would probably do and I don't know if they can pull this off or not, but maybe maybe sign I don't know where this where this goes as far as contracts go or stuff like that. But how about you know, usually, usually in baseball, you hear about guys getting rehab starts down in the minors. So maybe, maybe is I don't know. I'm not a I'm not an agent. I'm not a you know front office guy with the Bruins. But what if the Bruin? What if Tuka can sign some type of a contract, like maybe like a two way contract or something like some type of a two way or something like that, where he could rehab down in Providence for a few games. I mean, it's it's happen, It happens in baseball. You know, guys go out with Tommy John surgery, they come back and they rehab with, you know, and they'll rehab in the minors for a few games. And they'll rehab down in the lower, you know, double-A, bulk for like a few games, and then come up to triple-A, and then they'll eventually come up to the big club. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the Bruins should, you know, try and do that if they could. I mean, it all depends on what, what the contract is. You know, could Tuca you know, sign a contract, I don't know, it might have to be a two-way contract, I don't know. I don't know how those kind of deals work, but have him play some games down with the baby bees. You know, for, you know, maybe two or three games to let him get back to the groove of playing in a full game. Because my thing is that if he comes back, (laughs) if he comes back, you know, and, you know, for that first game back and he gets blown out, it's going to make him look bad, it's going to make the organization look bad. So I think maybe maybe it's a good idea that he goes and plays a couple games in Providence. You know, there's got to be there's got to be some way where he can possibly like do some rehab games in Providence. There has to be. So, but when the team comes back or when he comes back, you know, there's going to be there's going to be some decisions to make and I I honestly think even though Swayman's been on, been on his game the past couple of you know, past couple of games, you know, that he should be the one that goes, he should be the one that goes, actually goes down to Providence and gets more playing time, more starts, you know, especially in front of some of these younger defensemen, because these younger defensemen someday are going to be his his teammates, you know. And don't even get me started on, you know, on the defense for the Bruins. I mean, come on. They've, they've got more holes in them than the Iraqi army. I mean Forbert, I mean I, I I I don't know I can't I don't even know why the Bruins even de- decided to go sign this guy you know it's like why are we only sign why are we signing guys I've never heard of probably no other Bruins fan has ever heard of this guy you know and the thing is that you know Sweeney doesn't go after you know go after some high you know I know high priced Players, you know, go after somebody that's, you know, that you, you know, that's got a reputation, you know, go out and sign a defenseman, you know, a, a, you know, there's got to be a free agent defenseman out there, you know, that's like the top 10, like another top 10 defenseman, top 10 defenseman in the league or something, not 25th, you know, 25th ranked player in Forbert or whatever, whatever, if they gave out rankings for, player you know defenseman where does he rank you know I would rather have guys come up from Providence and replace him you know I mean he's had some big mistakes in the past few games and he's had some good plays too but still you know where's that where's that superstar defenseman we need you know where's that superstar defenseman where is he He's certainly not coming to Boston because Don Sweeney wouldn't know. I mean, here's Don Sweeney, who was a good defenseman for the Boston Bruins back in his playing career, and yet he can't find a, you know, he can't go out and get either get a free agent defenseman, a good, you know, top 10 free agent defenseman, or make a trade. Because I'm pretty sure that there's quite a few guys out there, you know, teams are going to start looking at, you know, possible trades. And speaking of trades... Jake DeBrusque has asked for a trade. So he wants, he wants out of Boston because I'll be honest with you. He hasn't been his, his numbers have been going down, you know, his first two seasons, you know, there was, I was actually thinking that this kid's got a shot, but now all of a sudden his, his numbers are just going down, down, down. And you know, he's not, he's, he's not a favorite of Bruce Cassidy. I don't think Don Sweeney, you know, even has faith in him anymore. So, he he wants out of Boston. So, there's a good chance he could get out of Boston. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's said anything about, "Hey, I want to go here there," or, you know, I'm thinking he just wants to get out. So, if he just wants to get out, then the Bruins should try and and get somebody in return. Now, I don't think the Bees will get any player, a decent player back. They're probably going to get somebody equal to Jake DeBrusque. I don't know. Maybe a minor league prospect is there. Is there? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what the what the Bruins, you know, scouts are looking at. I mean, are there some scouts, you know, scouting say um, Las Vegas? Are are guys out there scouting, you know, Arizona? You know, minor league systems. So who knows? But I have a feeling that it's going to be a third or fourth round pick at best. I mean there's talk about, you know, a deal with the Rain, you know, there's there's a deal going on with the New York Rangers for a for a minor league prospect or something. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with him. But like I said, I'm looking at a 3rd or 4th round pick. I don't think they're going to get any player back. I don't think that they're going to get a player back. And if they do, it's possibly going to be a prospect that's going to spend the rest of his career down in down in Providence don't look for and don't look for like any blockbuster deal either you know you know Jake Debrusk and I mean one could pray that Jake debrusque and Forb- and maybe send forbert and maybe even and maybe even Zach Seneshen, you know somewhere you know get it get some type of, get some type of a decent deal but if it's going to be a straight up deal just for Jake debrusque I'm thinking that you know maybe maybe a prospect. Like I said, third or fourth round pick. But if you add a little bit more to the to the mix, maybe a Forbert, maybe even maybe in a Lazar or you know somebody you know or even another minor leaguer like like Zach Senishin. I mean, the two guy those two guys went went basically two two and three in the draft. You know, one I think debrusque was the fifth fourteenth pick, and Senishin was the. 16th pick or something like that in in the draft so maybe tr- maybe trading those two guys from that draft you know you might be able to get something you might be able to get something in return so who knows but Jake debrusque will not be a I'll even but make some bold predictions for the for the new year the new year Jake debrusque is not a Boston Bruin. Bruins Bruins will get draft picks out of that one they're, they're, Sweeney's going to have to settle on on draft picks. Here's the other thing. Tuca comes back. Tuca comes back, and the Bruins are actually playing some decent hockey. Not only playing decent hockey, but they're, they're basically battling. They're not sitting there battling for a wild card spot. They're going to be battling maybe for one of the top three spots in the division. That's if Tuca comes back. But I have a feeling if Tuca comes back you're going to you're going to see a big change you're going to see a big confidence booster for this team. Now, another prediction, do they get a second line center? Finally. I mean, Coyles done a decent job at the at the center, at the center position, but he's a third liner. He's a third line center, and I think that, you know, they really need to maybe make some type of a deal. I mean, you you're not going to get a David Krejci type center, you know, just for Jake DeBrusk. You might have to sweeten the deal. I mean, I would trade. I would basically trade DeBrusque, maybe, maybe in a couple of first round picks. You know, take a gamble. You know, the Bruins haven't really had any success with first round picks lately. I mean, you know, the past couple of years. I mean, Fabian Lysel, maybe. I think he went. I'm not. Sh- I, I'm. I forget if he went in the first round or not. But you know, usually first round picks don't really last for the Boston Bruins. I mean. D- DeBrusque is a first-round pick. Senishin is a first-round pick. Zaboral is a first-round pick. Now Zaboral, I like. I like Zaboral. He's he's a he's he's his game has improved. So I'm really looking look. He, he doesn't go anywhere. Give him a little bit more time. But yeah, the 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 Jake the Jake DeBrusque um, experiment is completely over. Got to get something something in return. I mean a third or fourth round pick at best. Uh, that could possibly that could possibly bring you another like another center, so who knows? You know, you also have to think that if you're talking centers, you know, you can always you can always wait around, and you know there is Jack. I mean, I know Jack Stanika is down there. Um, also Oscar Steen is also down there, who's who's been who was recently called up. I'm not sure if he's if he's still with the club or they sent him down. I haven't really said anything as of the recording of the podcast, so I really don't know what's going on with with um, as far as you know Stanika. I mean, I would have thought that Stenica would have been would have been up here in Boston for you know at least you know for at least a few games, but you know he's been up and down, up and down, up and down. So it's going to be a wait and see. Why don't we, you know, just take our time? You know, the season we're not even we're not even at the halfway point yet. You know, usually by now we're we we know what's what the possibility of this team's success is going to be for the rest of the season. But right now, I would have to say, you know what? Right now, because you know Tuca's not back yet, we're still having some injuries, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, wait, see what happens. What what kind of what kind of a deal, you know, Sweeney can get for DeBrusque. I mean, it's not going to be much, but still, you know, you still have Tuca coming back. You know, possibility of Tuca coming back. You know, you might have a trade here or there, other than Jake DeBrusque. You know, so who knows? Maybe maybe Swayman maybe Swayman earns the spot and Allmark gets traded. You know, that's a good possibility, but I don't really don't see the Bruins making a move, you know, on Allmark yet. I think. I honestly think for the next two years you're actually going to have a Tuka Rask and Linus Allmark goaltending tandem. And wouldn't it be funny if Tuka comes back has a great, you know, comes back and like basically it this whole hip surgery thing really rejuvenated him. I mean, to the point where the Bruins are actually content- I mean, you got to think about it. Putting, bringing back Tuka Rask actually puts the Bruins in content it makes the Bruins contenders again. it does uh, it's kind of the only thing lacking is a second line center and the Bruins kind of dropped the ball on that one because they they actually had the whole entire summer. I still think Jack Seneca should still be you know still should still get a chance at centering the second line maybe he can find some type of some type of um magic with with Hall and who knows? who knows what's going to go, what goes on with that one. But the Bruins are hopeful, you know, the Bruins are looking pretty good right now. You know, there still might be some tweaking here or there throughout the season, but I have a feeling that there's a good possibility that, you know, Tuca comes back from his, you know, Tuca comes back, he gets signed, everything. I have a feeling that they'll be battling for the top, for the one of the top three spots in the division. Because right now, They'll be lucky if they get a a wild card right now, because right now, I mean, right now that wild card spot could be it's it's up for grabs. Any it's anybody's game. It's anybody's wild card spots. Anybody can get them. But if Tuca comes back, you know they get some secondary scoring. They fill the holes on defense. You know maybe get a decent defense. You know a decent like top ten top. 20 defensemen instead of Derek Forbert you know and you know maybe this team you know makes some noise you know down the stretch you know and the good thing the good thing for Tuka is even though you know let's just say he signs and he plays a few games plays a bunch of games in in um in January you still get in the, he he still gets another two week break in February because of the Olympics. So he gets a break there. I mean, he's talked about playing in the Olympics. So maybe maybe even having him play some games for Finland is a good thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how how things unfold in the Tuca As far as the goaltending situation goes, you know, are would Sweeney actually, you know, go out? Could he pull off a, a major deal? I mean, could he steal like a major like center or defenseman for Jake DeBrusque? You never know. But like I said, Debrusque isn't isn't really worth a big name player. I mean, they'll probably get a get a prospect or or picks. You know, or maybe even throw in Debrusque and somebody else, you know, and get something substantial. But who knows? I'm not the general manager of the Bruins, but still. And once again, you know, you Marshawn haters, gotta get over yourselves. Seriously, get over yourselves. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe and at Believe Podcast. Wow, slip of the tongue right there. Uh, if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins.